Countrywide on RTE Radio 1. Just coming up to 20 to 9 and I have some good news and some bad news next. The good news is the government has the opportunity to avoid the extinction of a rare and iconic species of animal with a change of policy. The bad news is it is government policy that is about to cause the extinction of this increasingly rare and iconic hen harrier. A species going extinct because of the way that we manage the land, primarily where we plant commercial forests. At this time of year in the past, the breathtaking courtship ritual of the hen harrier, its famous sky dance, was something that was quite easily spotted. Now, though, with between only 80 and 100 breeding pairs left, and extinction only 25 years away, according to ecologists, you're going to be very lucky to spot it. As I found out this week in the sleeve blooms, in the company of one of Birdwatch Ireland's officers. Hen harriers are renowned for a particular behaviour which we call sky dance and that's where the male essentially is advertising, showing off to the female, trying to attract a, a mate. So what the male does is it flies up to very, very, uh, to quite dizzying heights and then it plummets to the ground very, very fast, twisting and tumbling and, and turning as it goes, essentially showing off just how, how fit it is, how manoeuvrable it is in the air and, you know, showing what a good provider it would be for the female, you know, in terms of its uh, hunting ability, its breeding ability. John Lusby is a raptor conservation officer. He suggested to me that we go to the Sleeve Blooms to try and spot this red-listed bird because it is an SPA, a special protection area for the hen harrier. But special protection in name hasn't meant protection in practice. Where we are here now in the Sleeve Blooms, over 60% of the, the surface area of the special protection area is under forest cover, which is obviously a huge, you know, a huge proportion of the special protection area. So it's been, it's, it's been estimated that only about 30% of the special protection area here is, is suitable open habitat for hen harrier. Watch yourself, this is going to put yeah, back in your face now. <laughs> So 60% of the area designated for the hen harrier's protection are places that the bird can't reach. It's pretty densely planted here, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. Not a, lot of, not a lot of space to move around. Not a lot of sunlight overhead either. Not much use to a ground nesting bird. It's not, no. And I suppose hen harrier do nest in young forest plantation, young first or second rotation forest. But when it gets to this stage, obviously you can see, just as you've said, you know, there's no light coming in really. The canopy is closed over. You know, it changes the, the ground vegetation. This, you know, when, when it reaches this stage, it's just, it's simply not used by hen harrier. I asked the Forestry Service who determine forestry policy to contribute to this programme. They said they wouldn't while there was a consultation process ongoing. I asked Quiltshire, who implement that policy on nearly a half a million hectares of public land, would they contribute? They declined, but sent a statement saying that they follow all government policy. John Lusby says that everyone has known for a long time that it is that policy that is killing the hen harrier. We, we've known this for, for a long, long time and even going back to, you know, 2015 and before, it was recognised that 
as the, the the forest estate within the SPA network, as that continues to mature, the area of suitable habitat for hen harrier is going to continue to reduce. We knew we knew that ten years ago, and we're now seeing the we're now seeing the results of that as the population has continued to decline over that ten year period. The state identified nine years ago what the threat to the hen harrier was, and in that time, the population has decreased by a third and yet we're still sitting around talking about this. That's right absolutely you've summed it up perfectly there so the development of the Hen Harrier Threat Response Plan has been ongoing since 2013 over that time the threats and pressures have been identified but over that time as the plan has been developed the population has declined by one third. It's reached below 100 pairs. It really is at crisis point. What is needed now is to remove trees from the special protection areas and to stop logging during the nesting season, a policy change that would run counter to the increasing pressure to plant ever more trees. One of the reasons now for planting trees is not just for timber, but obviously for meeting our climate targets. Would bog do a better job than timber here, though? Yes, indeed. Peatlands naturally sequester carbon, um, so it's absorbed through the plants and it's essentially locked in the ground for a very, very long time. Peatlands in their natural state are carbon sinks. So restoring peatlands is one of the best ways to tackle climate mitigation. You may be lucky enough to see the hen harriers sky dance. You may be even luckier and see the female's way of receiving food brought back to the nest by her mate while she minds the chicks. The male is off doing the hunting and then when he catches prey, typically small birds, small mammals, he brings it back to the female, calls to the female, she, she knows he's, he's coming and she comes out to greet him, to meet him and then they have this, that the male, you know, is up higher than her and drops the prey and she essentially tumbles and, and upside down and catches the prey mid-air. John brought me to a couple of known nesting sites in the sleeve blooms. It was perhaps a week or two too early to expect them to have returned to the uplands, but it was a bit anxious for John that we saw nothing. How much waiting and watching is involved in your job? A lot. A, a lot of sitting around hoping for a, a sighting or a glimpse. Are you anxious when you're, as we are now, not seeing something. Absolutely. The, the concern is that now, say, we're in the sleeve blooms, that the number of pairs will be even further diminished this year compared to what, what, what it was last year, particularly in the context of the population being so low. It, it's really shameful to think that we're, we'd be, you know, we're watching a, a, you know, a species go extinct on our watch. And the situation that we're in now that we're facing is the extinction of one of our most iconic species. And that, that, that's not an exaggeration. That is based on the current population trajectory. Hen Harrier will go extinct within 25 years. It would be embarrassing, wouldn't it, to say that, uh, yes, I was a part of the generation of Irish people that knew that this was happening, but just let it happen. Absolutely. I mean, to think that, you know, we're denying, you know, future generations of the sky dance and our uplands, you know, of a hugely important part of our natural heritage, that, that is really shameful.
John Lusby from Birdwatch Ireland there. Now, myself and John didn't spot a hen harrier on Wednesday, so the recordings that you heard there were made by Sean Renane of Irish Wildlife Sounds fame. Amazing recordings. What he does is he leaves an autonomous recorder in a bush in the breeding area for about six weeks and then comes back and listens to what it has recorded in his absence. As I said, the Forestry Service within the Department of Agriculture doesn't want to speak on this programme today while there is a consultation process ongoing and Quilche declined our interview request. But I am joined from our Galway studio by Dr Andy Bleasdale of the National Parks and Wildlife Service. They are the ones who are currently running that consultation process that is going to inform a plan that will be presented to government to hopefully reverse the decline in hen harrier numbers. Good morning to you, Dr Bleasdale. Good morning, Philip, and to all your listeners. Do you accept John Lusby and Birdwatch Ireland's assertion that the hen harrier is now going to go extinct within 25 years if we continue business as usual? Well, Philip, the hen harrier is a bird of prey that, like curlew and breeding waders, they've suffered declines in recent decades due to changes at landscape level uh, in the areas that they breed, nest and forage in. So I suppose doctors might differ and patients might die in the context of, you know, the precise calibration of the extinction extinction timelines. But it's clear if we do nothing in, in that context that the future prospects for Hen Harrier are quite poor. But I wouldn't accept that we're going to just sit back and watch this happen. I think the whole purpose of the threat response plan is to progress actions that would address those threats and pressures to seek to improve the future prospects for the species. I suppose the concern is that that threat response plan has been nine years in the formulation and in that time we've seen the population decline by a third. So it's really up to government to take from your plan and implement or form actual policy, isn't it? It's not the cavalry appearing on the horizon just yet. No, completely. But I mean, the the plan has been a long long gestating uh, national conversation in relation to what the next steps are. We can keep talking or we can progress actions. And that is the purpose of the public consultation at the moment is to finalise the plan, to bring it to government and to get a mandate from government that would inform policy in relation to future prospects Mm -hmm. for Hen Harrier. The next steps to be taken nationally, but also within the SPAs that John Lusby was mentioning there. There are other threats to the Hen Harrier than what we mentioned in that report. There's wind turbines, there's loss of a habitat to farming and so on. But does the NPWS share the view that loss of habitat through afforestation of SPAs in particular, is perhaps the biggest threat? I think it would be hard to come up with a bland statement or a specific statement in relation to what the top threat is within the SPA network or for the species more generally in the wider countryside. It's a combination of all of the pressures that you've mentioned from agriculture to wind farms, wind turbines, to recreation, to climate change, in fact, burning of uplands, illegal persecution. But we have to also put forestry into the mix in that conversation. And that pressure is different at each, in each of the sites. So that's what we're seeking to do. It's not to come up with a kind of a, an overall assessment of the threats and pressures and just come to that conclusion. It's to actually translate that conversation to site-specific action and delivery within each of the SBAs. It's clear, though, whatever the threats are, that what the hen harrier needs is more habitat and ideally more habitat in upland areas. So would removing trees in those special protection areas be one of the measures that is going to be suggested to government now? 
Yes, it would. We're not going to be particular or granular in relation to what precisely needs to happen within each of the SPAs. We want to be given the opportunity to use the toolbox that is to consider what might need to happen in each of the SPAs. So in the forestry context, uh, the threat response plan or the draft the draft plan is currently constituted, looks at an overall reduction in the forest footprint within the SPAs. That's one of the actions within the plan. It also looks at rebalancing the age, age class structure of the forest holding within each of the SPAs and also reducing the edge effect of forestry within those SPAs as well because that's a, a real access point for predators that can also take out the species too. So that's all in the mix, Philip. The commercial forest industry has pushed back against this. They say that they can't afford the kind of restrictions envisaged in the plan that areas would be taken out of forestry and never put back into it again. Is there a way to accommodate that sector or does somebody have to lose out here if the hen harrier is to be saved? I think we're going to just have to work out what needs to happen and if that includes steps in relation to forestation within those SPAs and that has to be part of the conversation and that conversation is already happening with the Forest Service and with Quilcha. The plan itself uh, reflects an agreement from the Forest Service that there won't be any further forestation within the SPA network and also considers and envisages selective forest removal within that network as well. Mm-hmm. So, But the Forest Service has the agreed toolbox. there, Andy, to no further forestation. The Forest Service hasn't agreed yet to remove forests. It, it has agreed to envisage um, the selective forestry removal within those SPAs. So that is part of the toolbox mix as well. That is part of the consideration and where that is required, that will be proactively progressed in partnership, obviously, with Quilcha, the Forest Service and other stakeholders as well. We are still in a consultation process until Tuesday. How do people, can people make submissions to it? Yeah, as you said, the, the plan is still open for public comment and it'll be published upon adoption by government once the plan has been finalised. It's, it's still open, as you said, until Tuesday. All the details in relation to that uh, public conversation are available on the MPWS website. So I'd encourage people to look into it and if they're interested, which I hope they would be, to give us feedback in relation to the constitution of the plan. OK. Dr Andy Bleasdale of the NPWS, thank you very much. I think it's worthy of note that when I was chatting to Sean Renane from Irish Wildlife Sounds, that we got to talking about another ground-nesting bird that lives in similar habitat to the hen harrier, the ring ousel. This is a bird that has an even more shocking story to tell than the hen harrier. There is, it would appear only one breeding pair left in the country. Now, he asked me not to say where it is, but with only one pair left, there obviously there isn't the genetic material there to continue the species. So I'm afraid the bad news this morning, folks, is that to all intents and purposes, this is a species, the ring ousel, this is a species that we have killed off, that has died on our watch.